Good morning again. Uh, later this morning, um, we'll be uh, chanting um, a, a text, part of a text, and the name of this part of the text uh, is uh, self-receiving uh, and employing samadhi. Uh, sometimes just translated uh, the self-fulfilling samadhi. And this this uh, this text comes to us from Zen Master uh, Dogen, uh, 13th century teacher in Japan. And it's part of a, a larger work um, called um, the Bendo-wa, or uh, the teaching of the wholehearted way. It's an excerpt from that text. And um, I want to talk this morning about the, the first lines of that text, uh, which uh, go like this. Uh, now all ancestors and all Buddhas who uphold Buddha Dharma have made it the true path of enlightenment to sit upright in self-fulfilling samadhi. Those who attained enlightenment in India and China followed this way. It was done so because teachers and disciples personally transmitted this excellent method as the essence of the teaching. So uh, he's, he's talking about um, uh, this term um, or this practice called uh, self-fulfilling samadhi. In, in Japanese, it's called Jijuyu Zamai. Jijuyu Zamai. And uh, as far as I know, um, this um, teaching, uh, or this term, Jijuyu, uh, self fulfilling. Uh, samadhi, jijuyu uh, zamai, zamai is samadhi. But as far as I know, uh, the jijuyu part of that is that's original teaching from Dogen. That's that's his original original idea. Uh, this idea that there's a a samadhi that's uh, self fulfilling, a meditation. Samadhi, we could say, you know, just means zazen, self-fulfilling zazen. So, something that is um, self-fulfilling needs no other um, justification or it needs nothing else to prove its its worth. It, it stands on its own, right? 
and we have we have the term we have a term in English, self-fulfilling prophecy. That's about the only other phrase I can think of in English that, uh, where where, the, where self-fulfilling is used regularly. And of course, that means uh, if we think something's going to happen, something's going to happen in a certain way, it's likely to happen that way. And I think the term jijuyuzamai or self-fulfilling samadhi shares um, some of that sense, but it's not quite um, doesn't quite line up. Um, Sometimes I don't know if I'm quite ready to give a talk. You know, all of a sudden the talk is here. I've been thinking about the talk, but now it's here. But this idea, it's an important one, I think, or it's, a, it's, a, it's an important um, a practice instruction for us. The idea that uh, there's a there's a meditation. There's this meditation we can do uh, that that needs no 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 outside confirmation. It's it's confirmed. It's confirmed in the doing of it. It it's verified in the doing of it. And. Uh, this, so this is, I think, very, very important practice point. We we verify our practice by doing our practice. The, the the meditation justifies and verifies the meditation. There's a there's a, a term in uh, Buddhism, um, Mahayana Buddhism, uh, called an unsupported dharma. And uh, this term, uh, mostly I'm familiar with it coming up in the Diamond Sutra. Uh, we haven't studied the Diamond Sutra. It doesn't... Diamond Sutra is a little difficult, but, um, but, but one of the things, one of the, um, one of the um, teachings of the Diamond Sutra is uh, raise, uh, it encourages us, the Diamond Sutra, encourages us to raise an unsupported dharma. Uh, a dharma that uh, it requires no, again, no nothing, nothing outside to confirm it. Something unsupported. And um, so I would, I think this idea of jijuyuzamai shares some uh, meaning with that. Uh, it's, it's unsupported by anything else but itself. It's in a way um, kind of independent. It has an, an independent 
quality. So um, I wrote here in my talk that Jujuyu's uh, my because of it, because it's like this, uh, it turns out um, it turns out that it has qualities of of joy and ease and contentment. And I also, also said friendliness. So isn't that interesting? But I feel it's true that this unsupported dharma, uh, because it it, it 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 is not reliant, it is not reliant on 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 anything else telling that it it is uh, worthy of 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 existing of of being something that we can experience because it needs because when it when when it is entered um, it 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 displays its truth and when it when something does that when it when something displays its truth and we 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 feel the display we see the display or we we experience the display of that truth, uh, then there is ease and there's contentment and there's also joy. Do you know what I'm talking about? So you know, of course, uh, in terms of <clears throat> our everyday life, um, we we actually you know we come to practice. We come to practice because uh, uh, maybe we maybe every moment of every day we don't feel at ease. We don't feel necessarily joyful every moment of every day, and we and we also have some discontent. Not we're not we're not always contented. Uh, so of course we're tr- we're attracted to to a practice that advertises itself as um, a practice uh, that uh, might might reveal contentment to us, um, might, might demonstrate uh, contentment to us. We're, we're, we're of course, not content uh, when we're, we're sitting here, uh, but we're thinking about over there. Uh, we're, we're not content uh, when we're sitting here today, but we're thinking about tomorrow, or we're thinking about yesterday. We we just heard a Dharma talk this this um, past Monday, um, where a story was brought up, and and a teacher 
Wong Bo was um, lecturing his disciples, and I would say lecturing was 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 the right word. Um, he was uh, he had some harsh or stern words for for his disciples, and he he basically said, and I, I'll paraphrase. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, you know. If you if you if you just are sitting there, you know, hanging on my words, and you're not investigating uh, this this heart, you're not or you're not investigating your discontent or your lack of ease, then where will you have today? He said, Where will you have today? So I would submit that this Jiju um, Yuzumai, uh, this self-fulfilling samadhi, is a teaching about where we can have today. Where we can practice, how we can practice joy, ease, and content right now, right here, uh, where we can um, stop looking outside for confirmation, where we look into this body and mind for confirmation, verification, that uh, can't be denied that can never be denied that's um, it's like a diamond it's like a diamond it's uh, uh, adamantine it's so solid and clear So I, I, uh, the reason I uh, chose this uh, topic today was uh, one morning or not too long ago, I guess somewhere, maybe it was an evening, I really don't know, but um, I thought of the first, uh, the, I thought of this phrase, um, uh, sitting in the midst of self-fulfilling samadhi. And I thought, sitting in the midst, that's an important point. That that word, that word is an important point that that I want to I want to emphasize or I, I think I could talk about sitting in the midst of self-fulfilling samadhi. Uh, because when I when I when I think of uh, sitting in the midst, um, I feel, I feel. What what that conveys to me is is I feel supported by um, by more than just my own effort. You know, I realize I said I said Jijuyuzumai is an unsupported dharma, but I still say, 
Nevertheless, sitting in the midst of Gigi Uzumai, I feel I feel supported by Gigi Uzumai, not something else. I, I actually, but I, I but but I also feel, I feel that I feel that self-fulfilling filling samadhi isn't something that I I generated or that I'm responsible for. It's it's something that's that's occurring. It's a happening, and it's and I'm happening with it. I'm happening together with it. Uh, I'm and and and, and it it's, it points to a reality or a a possibility of of uh, understanding uh, that is not not limited to just what I do. It's this it's 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 this idea that Suzuki Roshi uh, always talked about, which is big mind. That there's some there's some environment of practice or there's some environment of wisdom and compassion uh, that we can participate in. Um, and I think that's such an important point. You know, we do in in, in Zen practice, we, we, we have a uh, uh, kind of Maybe, maybe as much as or more than you know, uh, s- certain other practices, we do have this idea of um, uh, doing things under our own power, you know. And and uh, sometimes in Buddhism, uh, you know, Zen practice and other kinds of meditation break break based practices are you know are called you know own power type of practices, and. There's other practices that are called uh, other power type practices, and and other power type practice, you know, for instance, traditionally is characterized as like um, people who um, like the Nichiren or the um, uh, Soko Gakkai or those kinds of practices. They they do chanting. And they 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 expect that uh, they're um, they're going to be by by their identification with uh, with um, particularly with either the Lotus Sutra or with uh, with Amida Buddha, uh, they're going to be lifted up and enlightened. But with that that support, and I think I think it's uh, a kind of false distinction. Uh, this self-powered and other power, because I think I think uh, we are also. I mean, we are self-powered. We 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 do we do we do come and we do sit and we 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 uh, point ourselves to a direct encounter. There's no doubt about that. But but what we find making all that effort is that. We are supported by an environment, by a something much larger than ourselves, and that and that we and that and part of our realization is that we see that we don't do this on our own. We don't do this on our own. We do it. We we come to meet it, but we don't do it on our own. We do it um, with the, you know. Um, you know, Dogen starts out saying, "saying 
he starts out referencing that this is what the Buddhas and ancestors have done. So he points to this, you know, this much larger, you know, group of people or this much larger momentum that our practice is carried by. And I think that's so, so important. And this is why, you know, we have an altar and this is why we make vows and why we do devotional practice is because we understand that we don't do this on our own. We are carried by this practice as much as we, you know, engage it directly. So I think this idea of sitting in the midst is something that we can, well, anyway, it popped up for me. It popped up for me. And I think it is the root or the, yeah, the root or the genesis of this idea of contentment, of ease, of joy. Because, you know, it's a lot to carry this life, you know. It's a lot. It's a big, heavy sack sometimes, you know. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to take care of. You know, there's a lot to worry about. And that's true. That is an aspect of our life. But to see your life in that bigger context carried by instead of carrying, that's such a joy and so easeful to experience yourself that way. Ah, I can just be. And that's enough. It's enough just to be. Shedding the burden of self-power in a way, you know, thinking we have to do it all on our own. Uh, I also wanted to point out, uh, well, let's see, I, I, I'll, I'll say this since I wrote it and I have probably enough time to say it. Um, you know, he, he, he uses the, the word um, uh, in, his, in his explication, he, he says uh, self-fulfilling samadhi. But in a way, you know, he's almost saying, you know, samadhi, samadhi. Uh, because samadhi itself, um, if you look up the, the dictionary definition, which I did, um, samadhi itself means uh, put together or joined together. Um, so, it, so the word samadhi itself um, And conveys this idea of um, 
of joining with something bigger than ourselves. Um, and of course, the you know the the other sort of implication of the definition is that um, uh, of samadhi is that we join uh, our mind uh, with all the objects of the mind. So not seeing mind and objects as separate or uh, somehow, you know, because, you know, when we have thoughts, for instance, sometimes we can think, think, I'm I'm just kind of like plagued by these thoughts. Where are these thoughts coming from? Or or they they don't even seem like our own, right? Or they they seem like thoughts that, that... we don't want. Why, why do I have to have the, these thoughts? I'd rather have some other thoughts. Or anyway, there we we have we, we tend to think sometimes. Oh, the, these thoughts, these feelings, especially feelings, these feelings are like foreign. I don't want these. These are these are feelings that are coming from outside and they're attacking me. And we can feel, you know, we can we can experience things that way. We can we can experience our thoughts that way. So uh, the idea of samadhi is, you know, stop experiencing things. You know, that's not the way things really are. You join mind and uh, objects, which can be thoughts or feelings or, you know, things in the environment, joining, putting together, so that this oppositional or um, contentious feeling within ourselves uh, dissipates and uh, we realize the what we call the suchness the suchness of mind and objects that they they come up together uh, our thoughts and our mind are not separate and there's just one suchness so so in a way dogen you know is being redundant when he says uh my but it's 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 still i think even if he's saying you know samadhi samadhi it's still a very important point and it emphasizes this point of the meditation uh, that is self verifying and reveals its truth um, by the doing of it. So kind of the last point that I wanted to bring up is that um, his opening word of the, the chant that we'll do, the, the, the excerpt from this larger work, is Now. Now, all ancestors and all Buddhas who uphold Buddha Dharma have made it the true path of enlightenment to sit upright in self-fulfilling samadhi. When do they do it? What do we want? (laughs) Enlightenment. When do we want it? Now. (laughs) Revealing my roots in... 60s and 70s protest movements. Um, 
but you know, now it is we're actually in some of us uh, are are studying now right now. Uh, we're studying Dogen's uh, text, other text called uh, uh, teaching of the time being, and uh, without getting into that very far. I can tell you that he does say in that text, now is all the time there ever is. He says that. And here he says again, now. And in even another text we read by Dogen, he seems to be harping on this theme because he, he, he mentions the mountains and waters of the present. So this is you know, this is something that Dogen uh, wants to and likes to talk about uh, time. And for Dogen, uh, the most important time is now. Self-fulfilling samadhi can only actually happen now and now and now. It. This is. This is the teaching that we seem to be receiving over and over again uh, from Dogen. When when I was uh, was when I was a young man, um, I had I had strong feelings of alienation. Uh, I felt like I I was an outsider. And that I did not belong. And um, I read, um, I, I really s- struggled with this, and I had read a number of books about alienation. And I realized that it was a shared experience that other people had, and uh, this feeling of uh, disconnection, separation, not being part of. Um, but reading the books did not deal with the or ameliorate the feelings. It did not. It did not bring me closer to myself, and I didn't understand actually how how to get closer to my own experience. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't even know. That's what I needed to do. I didn't know. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't access that. The only way I could finally access was when I finally uh, stopped reading about Zen and started practicing it. And then gradually, over time, I understood. I began to understand uh, that. Uh, to, cover, to overcome uh, feelings of alienation and separation and being an outsider, the first thing to do was to get closer to myself, to my own experience, to really feel the feelings I was having and just feel them as they are and feel the pain of of the feeling of being an outsider and and the feeling of being 
disconnect and then and to feel that and to breathe with that and and then by feeling those feelings as they were uh, somehow uh, somehow by uh, the alchemical transformational process of did you use um, uh, those 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 feelings those that kind of thinking uh, started to uh, break up started to break up so you know the point is uh, I guess for what I want to convey today is uh, I'll be become become an insider uh, become an insider in your own life that's all become an insider in your own life have the feelings you're having have the thoughts that you have uh, but as Zikura she says uh, learn he doesn't say learn but I say learn how not to be bothered by them. I say learn how not to be bothered by your feelings and thoughts. And I don't mean by that discounting or overlooking your feelings and thoughts. I don't mean that at all. I mean become an insider by going into your own experience. Don't be a Zen tourist be a Zen guide. Be a Zen guide for yourself and for everyone. Become an insider in that way. There's, as far as I can see, and I can't see everywhere, but there's no more rewarding way to live. No more satisfying way to live. Sometimes, you know, um, Jiju Zamai is translated a self enjoying samadhi. That's another way it's translated. That's also, I think, uh, we heard it translated a self verifying samadhi. But I like self enjoying samadhi too. This isn't just uh, some kind of, you know, uh, don't, don't, don't ever, you know, look at Zen practice as some kind of uh, task, you know, or something that you have to accomplish or uh, hold over yourself as some kind of uh, admonition. If if it doesn't come from your own heart, of course, you know, go do something else. You know, ultimately it must come from your own heart. Your heart has to one of this it has to want this now so I want to end um, I'm going to end with a wonderful poem uh, that I 
that I have loved for a long time. And, and, it's, and it's, it's a poem uh, about, um, it's about, it's about uh, the practice of uh, self-fulfilling filling samadhi, although it is not a Buddhist poem. It's called uh, Love After Love. Some of you have probably heard this poem before because it's very popular in Buddhist circles. It's a beautiful expression. It's by Derek Walcott. The time will come when, with elation, you greet yourself arriving at your own door in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit, feast on your life. Thank you.